Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Testing Peers. Today we're going to be talking about accountability. Before we get on to that particular topic, I'd like to first of all introduce you to the awesome foursome. And we have Chris. Hello there. Uh, Russell. Hello. Simon. Hello. And myself, David. We are continued to be sponsored by Saffron QA and Saffron QA are specialists in testing recruitment. They provide a range of bespoke recruitment services to organisations across the UK. If you'd like to find out more information then about Saffron QA, please see the show notes or visit saffronqa.co.uk. And before we get on to the topic, let's pass you over to Chris. What have we got to talk about today, Chris? So we're talking about accountability today. Now I thought with accountability there needs to be a bit of trust and a bit of honesty and to gain that trust we do need to be honest and so I thought we're more than a year deep into this pandemic and working remotely so I want us all to be honest with each other and discuss what is the least professional thing you have done during a meeting whilst your camera has been off why don't you start us off Chris I think I know what Chris is going to say, but go on. Simon thinks I'm going to be talking about Mario Kart Tour. <laughs> and he's going to be correct. Although that's not, the, that's, that's not necessarily the least professional thing I've done whilst that's going on. I disassembled a keyboard and reassembled one during a meeting as well once. Because uh, I spilt an entire glass of water all over it. Maybe that's more professional than playing a game. See, for me, most of my calls a video call so therefore i can't necessarily get away with a lot well with without video being on i've probably done some gardening or, or clear done some housework you know it's probably the, the least professional thing but most most of my meetings are videos so um you can't go away with a lot i will confess there has been a couple of meetings that have gone on for a very long time where i've only had a very small part of things to talk about that i may have left my computer gone and made a cup of tea or something while the meeting's going on and then come back and carried on as if I was there the whole time it's difficult sometimes especially when you're in back-to-back meetings that find trying to find the right point to go and do something else take a toilet break or whatever so I guess that's probably other than playing Mario Kart occasionally as well can't think of anything too extreme myself I can think of cases where I've gone and made a cup of tea I've gone and made some food I've played on my phone definitely done quite a lot of that in very dull meetings I might have watched part of a football match while doing some work as well in the meeting at five o'clock recently. Nothing too bad, I think. I think one, just after I had my COVID jab, I would, the next day I was incredibly tired. So I did fall asleep through a meeting, but I didn't have my video on at the time. So but I did have an excuse. Is that I just I've been to in-person meetings where people have done that. Exactly. <laughs> I remember a time when uh, someone snored in a, in a company meeting before. and um, On the front row. Yeah. yeah. I used to, there used to be someone at one of my previous roles that literally they would sit in the front row for all these big all hands meetings and pretty much every all hands meeting, they would fall asleep in the front row. They'd start nodding their head down and and they became a bit of a, you, you're waiting for them to do it in the meetings. Worst thing is people when they fall asleep at sort of nine o'clock in the morning, you think you should be <laughs> fresh at nine o'clock in the morning. How can you be falling asleep then? They might have their coffee. So maybe not. Cool. Well, I mean... This is why, as David mentioned, having the camera on helps me stay accountable on a meeting because it stops me from doing other bits and bobs, I'd hope. 
But then you know, notifications and things get distracting as well, like Slack messages and stuff. So anyway, accountability. The reason why accountability is important to us as a group is because it's because of accountability that I actually even reached out to you three and some others because I wanted people to hold me accountable for decisions and thoughts and things that I was going to want to do and I wasn't getting that in my workplace because I was kind of alone as I was and I wanted people I could relate to and trust and share with but for you guys what does accountability mean generally well for me it is that feeling of almost an obligation you know you feel you feel the obligation you feel that you have a responsibility to do something and whether it's you holding yourself accountable or or knowing that someone else is holding you accountable does make a difference to how you conduct yourself in that particular moment yeah i and and like you say about our, you, you setting this up i think you obviously did it based on accountability and i think it has worked i think we as a four at least are very we do hold each other accountable to certain things and we challenge each other etc cetera, etc cetera. but yeah going back to definition for me it's just about you know having that obligation straight responsibility that you feel you need to do something on behalf for someone else or to ensure that someone else who might be checking it is is aware of it yeah i think for me again it's the sharing of ideas you know or sharing of what your intent is in a particular area then people may then have the options of picking you up on that and and making sure that actually you either follow through or you have a reason why that hasn't actually occurred and it it shouldn't be seen as an excuse it can be an explanation as to why it hasn't occurred but the fact that people have the option of picking you up on it means that that you are then accountable for it and i think that's really important so obviously in order to be accountable you also have to it goes back to the age-old thing that we constantly go on about is communication we need to be able to communicate what our ideas are so therefore we can then be accountable for them lovely russell's just just nodding which is of course podcast gold pushing in a little bit this once upon a time seven years ago wrote a proposal for a talk about what we could learn from a church setting which is where i had volunteered in a previous life and how we could apply it in a software development setting and part of those things if you even if you take anything to do with faith and religion and you just lift it and move it off because that's not for you part of that what they want to do is they encourage people who are peers to be accountable be honest in groups of two three four and they will share things that going on in their lives maybe struggles that they have so an example could be i really struggle in meetings these days because no one's camera's ever on i can't engage in those meetings i'm distracted i'm going to start not paying attention and just do the bare minimum at that point if i shared that with you guys you might say well what can you do like simon might go well speak up turn your camera on do this and the other try different things and they challenge you and, and the whole concept was around meeting up regularly being a, maybe a more stripped down version of yourself so that you didn't have that face that you put on sometimes of being that strong leader that that has got all their stuff together 
and so that you can actually say I am struggling with things I need help and it's not all about I've got everything together I can help you it's it's everybody's on an equal footing and everybody can share those parts and that was that was a key aspect to to my proposal those those things and beyond anything else I think that's the one that's most applicable in my life today once again I pulled it back to these things but I wanted to add a bit more context and maybe it might be useful for us to discuss things that we think we've found being accountable has helped us or ideas of things where maybe not having accountability has harmed us and maybe some tips on how people could find people they could be accountable with can i just pick up on the the last point because you did mention it just now about who who people can be accountable with i mean part of the whole testing peers set up was the fact that we are peers you know we are equals and i think that sometimes in organizations having accountability to someone that's your senior or to someone who's your, your junior then can cause a bit can cause a bit of prob- problems in certain companies because some managers don't want to be seen as failings or have failures or, or have problems and so therefore that you may be able to share some accountability within your organization but sometimes you can't especially if you're in a small startup you can sometimes struggle with that accountability especially if you're a lone tester or the first tester in a particular company who do you go to so we've talked about the community before you can go and look for things like in in the community and there are chat rooms or availability in there but you always need to look for someone who shares your ideals and I think we've again mentioned in certain other things the critical friend so someone who is a supporter but will pick you up uh, and that's the sort of accountability that you need is a person to be able to listen to you to understand what you're going through and then offer advice criticism or suggestions for improvement yeah I think you're right going back to the example of the accountability with a senior or or junior person to you I, I think I've experienced managers who have claimed to be account you know they're going to they want the team to hold them accountable but then when they're not able to keep up that accountability they've dismissed it like people that are junior to them are less are lesser than them therefore it doesn't matter that they're not holding accountability with them whereas I've always strived to if I'm going to hold myself accountable to my team then I will always follow through for my team and I I, I definitely do it more for my team than I, do, I would do upwards because you I guess there's kind of a responsibility if you're I certainly feel a responsibility to my senior leaders that there's almost an, an expectation and understanding that I will do stuff for for their not for their benefit but to help them with their roles whereas with me for my team me doing stuff to help them that's not their expectation of me to start with their their expectation may be a hierarchical thing that I'm the manager I tell them what to do but for me to flip that and say I hold myself accountable for you and anything you need I will will do for you etc etc and you need to make sure that you keep me to it kind of thing that changes the dynamics completely and it enables the team to then feel like they're empowered and they can grow because they're they know that you're going to hold yourself accountable or they're holding you accountable to making sure you're doing things for them. It's a different different thing, I guess. Accountability with people who are hierarchically above or below you for whatever reason than, than with peers because ideally accountability is where you're accountable to each other 
whereas the the lines can be blurred if if it's someone who's higher than you or you're or someone lower than you on on whatever any kind of org chart and and i would suggest that yes like a mentor person or, or, or a manager or whatever can hold you accountable you, you can't necessarily hold them accountable and that can skew the balance of that sort of relationship so really what we would probably advise is to try and find people who are either on a level playing field somehow or can sort of appreciate your circumstance without having a bias or particular line that's drawn which means they can't fully be themselves with you or vice versa i think you're right accountability is quite hard and sort of hierarchical structures doesn't mean it's impossible with people who are higher than you it just means if you have a direct reporting line it muddies the water and you know accountability is about responsibility um, and i generally find that i'm probably i put more of that burden on myself than i do on those around me and that's sometimes one of the challenges with accountability so you can place a, a bigger burden of accountability on yourself you can take a hit for your team for those around you i think accountability is something about being realistic sharing responsibility to simon's point about kind of you know protecting your team and helping the team i think we've talked about in previous podcasts as well you've got to kind of do a bit of that you've got to be seen to be in it with everyone i can still remember and I don't know if this is an accountability story or not, because I sometimes struggle with determining the difference between accountability and responsibility. I remember a project, I had a project manager who was taking all the glory for a project that we were doing. And it's like, yes, then, then you know, we're getting it done on time. And they were going home at four o'clock, or five o'clock maybe, but four o'clock it felt like. And we were staying till seven, eight o'clock at night to get it done. And they were, you could hear them on the phone calls taking sort of responsibility for it. And there's nothing that made me not want to do things for that person more than that behavior. And uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be in testing. It can be people who are outside of testing that cause this to you. But accountability is that person knowing they can't help test, but saying, well, what can I do, guys? Can I help in some other way? And showing the kind of the, the in it together kind of mentality. Um, you know, they're, they're accountable for the result of that project, but they'll hold us to account if we don't do it right. And accountability and the way in which it works within sort of racy and things like that, I think it's always very confusing to me. And uh, yeah, but I think ultimately you do need to work together as a team. And it doesn't matter what it is. If it's a project, great. If it's an initiative, if it's an idea, it's a bug fix. Is it just a talk you want to put on or anything like that? But you can actually help by kind of showing that you care. And that showing is quite an important part of accountability to me. I think there are a couple of things there you picked up on. I, I have a similar example for a previous company. I um, It's the only time that I've been refused holiday and I had young children at the time. And um, so I could only take it during, this, during the school holiday and I was refused it and said, can you take it a couple of weeks later because we've got a big release due that, that particular week? I said, no, I want to spend it with my family. Anyway, so it's cancelled. I worked through it. The release didn't happen. Two weeks later, the release was going to come out. And miraculously, the PM had booked a holiday for that time and he was able to go on his holiday for, for that release time, whereas I had been not allowed it. So I, I left the company soon after that. But, you know, again, it doesn't... If I'm, if I'm accountable for the quality, then he should be as well, you know, and, and for getting the release out. There is a thing on, on leadership not being accountable, people almost being above accountability... Mm. Um, and we see that 
where sort of leaders in, in organizations, be them rich people or, or others, seem to be above everyone else, like the richest people are, are above doing what all the other little people do. Or people get power hungry and they they sort of start living outside of the world and have unrealistic expectations of other people, but they can get away with things. And it can be because leadership is a funnel where there's there's fewer and fewer people the higher up you go. And so that can make you feel there's less to hold you to account. And power can do things to people um, and put them in situations that they're, they're less likely to be challenged about things. You know, this is why government organisations that hold charities to account, aren't there? You know, so that if if a charity starts being really successful, that the charities commission or, or, or whatever they are ensure that what they're doing with that money is correct and proper. And I think in, in football terms, there was a whole thing that was supposed to happen with people buying football clubs to prove that they in fact were people who had money and were going to be correct with those sorts of things and they all came from legitimate places so yeah i think you know we've we've had we've had some examples of people that should have been held accountable but weren't seeking it but is is there a way that we can model that to our people that we work with without being accountable to them but to maybe say this is something you should do this is something that we think is great we do it how can we have those conversations with people demonstrate the behaviours to the leaders that are your leaders. So if you want to see people beneath you challenge you, you've got to, where appropriate, challenge the others or hold them to account. So if a classic example is someone's bypassing a process, who's a more senior leader than you, or doing something like that, that everyone else is forced to follow, you shouldn't just go along with it for the sake of it. You should go, hang on a minute, there's actually something that we all have to follow by and not necessarily in a humiliating or anything like that form, sensible, realistic human way, broach the subject as you would hope someone would do to you if, if they realised that you were doing something not quite right and you hadn't thought of it. Because often it is nothing other than, as you said, bias. People make choices without realising of the consequence. And we're testers. One of our jobs is discovering kind of things that are a bit off and talking about them, sharing them with people that don't want to hear the news that there's a bug or something like that. I'm not saying we're all fantastic at those things, but if we can demonstrate that sort of way of working with people around us, it helps the people that work with us to see that it's a done thing, that it's an acceptable practice and it's done right. It's something that we, obviously if that manager then comes and bites your head off, it's going to show the different message. So I would definitely try it, but if you start getting your head bitten off, that means the leader above you is not really going to work with this. And I would probably abandon that tactic quite quickly. I can sort of speak about a current example, really. I mean, we've, we've got a drive at the moment about diversity and inclusion. And we're trying to show that behaviour within our teams. But it's also making sure that the senior leadership teams are, are being held account to it as well, that they're following the same same processes. And if we do see them not following the processes, then we call them out for it. It's like you say, it's that feeling of, are they going to react in the right way? Are they going to understand the reasons? Are they going to set that same message? Because that then can have a bigger impact on the wider workforce. But it does it does ultimately come down to communication again and communicating, setting expectations, talking about how we're going to do things and using that we need to hold each other accountable 
term with the teams and, and get them to, to really buy into it. I think also one of the key things is, so we've mentioned communication, but also having the processes there are really important because if you've got the processes, then you've got things that you can be measured against or you know you can have accountability. The other thing I would say also is it depends on the sort of thing that's being accountable for as to how you then give the message. Are you direct with it or are you, you know, a bit sort of relaxed in it, uh, in your message and, and giving accountability? And it, it depends on the situation. You know, it's the same thing as depends on the context. It depends on what the person is accountable for as to how the message should be, should be uh, given. Definitely an element of um, transparency that's sort of required. And uh, some places do better. I've seen some companies have transparency over the way they do recruiting or the way they have wages or the way they do X, Y, or Z. Um, we're seeing more recently Ministry of Testing doing this building in the open and doing things and then explaining why they do them. That's quite a nice public model where they're kind of having the public hold them accountable for things There's sometimes being accountable in one way isn't going to work sometimes being accountable with some people won't work but it's good to try and to try and find the ways and means that you can do those things with people do you think it's i mean we're touching on something russell said earlier about not sometimes not knowing the difference between responsibility and accountability. Is it worth trying to define the difference to help the situation? I've found a definition, which I think is quite clear cut for both of them, which I think will help this, you know, understanding what accountability is in the workplace compared to responsibility. So responsibility is the duty to complete tasks. Not, do not doing so is a failure of responsibility. Whereas accountability is the duty to give an account of tasks after they have completed. I think to add on to that, though, accountability is something that you will have preempted by saying, I need to be held accountable to this or whatever else before the task. And then you're, you're reporting back afterwards. A while ago, I wanted, I really wanted to write a blog about something, but I just life and things got in the way. And I put a Twitter a tweet out, not a Twitter. Maybe it's called a Twitter. Who knows? And I said, hold me accountable, please, Twitter, because I want to write this thing about this thing. And a couple of people, thankfully, messaged me close to the time by which I said I wanted to get this thing written to say, hey, have you done this thing? And I, I really appreciate that because sometimes when there's something you've wanted to do, but you've been, you know, maybe you've got a mental block or there's just other things going on in life, you put it off. And so it was, it was nice that that had happened and I knew there were some people that I could trust to do that for me and I did publish it. And I think the five people that read the blog post appreciated it too. We did. I speak for all of them. You just read it four, five times. I love you, Russell. One thing we haven't really talked about, I guess it's holding people accountable ourselves. So we talked about holding ourselves accountable a little bit there and how to demonstrate accountability, but... I guess when it comes to accountability within our team and making sure that people are accountable, is there any tips, tricks? Because sometimes I struggle with it's something obviously agile. We want people to be accountable. I think Simon mentioned sort of empowerment. 
and people that are sort of empowered and people that can be accountable for kind of things and given the free the reign to be able to do things in their own way we do need to hold them to account at times we do need to be answerable but is there any sort of tips tricks ideas ways that have worked not worked it is it, difficult discussions may well need to be had the the beauty i guess of an accountable relationship is there is an inferred relationship that if you have said something that either you struggle with or you want to do or, or this that, and the other that the people you're sharing that with are invited to challenge you on those things and and it does have to be that kind of relationship when it is an accountable relationship that is like a peer one but when you're in other situations where perhaps it's with people that you are having to hold account and it, and it isn't that bit i guess that's maybe when discussions more about responsibility or things like that can might come into play like if if we if we are in an agile team we'd like to think the whole team are responsible for things but it's really easy to not have those discussions and to let those things go by and to let a retrospective after retrospective go by not covering those things or if there's something that's irritating or relationships or things that aren't happening the way they should be avoiding those things actually only makes as with technical debt and other things only makes it worse the longer those things go and perhaps in those situations if we come back to our situation i think the four of us have probably all had situations where we've needed to have a discussion with somebody at work and we've shared amongst ourselves and said i need i need some help i've got a difficult discussion to have and maybe we've discussed it and got some tips or some advice or even just some cheerleading which is sometimes all we need because <laughs> ultimately as advocates for quality where we work we probably are responsible for calling out things that aren't right the accountability with you guys has certainly helped me when i've needed to have those discussions yeah i would agree with that i think it's definitely given me a a backbone sometimes in situations that i wouldn't have usually been able to challenge stuff in because i've i've known that we've talked about it you've given me you guys have given me the confidence and then I've, i know that i'm going to report back to you in some form how it's gone afterwards so that accountability almost is what drives me to to push me to do the right thing i need to do so yeah it's it's definitely uh having those peers that you can communicate with that you can be completely open and honest with and say look this is where i'm, I'm struggling or this is what i need and and they can give you some tips and advice like you guys do to try and sort stuff and then you're able to to, to move forward with it and then then say yeah actually that really works that helped me out i was able to do this that and the other that's really powerful and having that in if you can build that into your teams as well that is that is an incredibly useful tool if they if the team then feel that they hold each other accountable for things and they can discuss it and, and make decisions based on the fact that they've got each other's backs that that really is good there's a slight difference between when you're managing a team and the accountability within within peers and it reminded me when russell mentioned about the agile teams is that you know if you are the person leading the leading the agile team then actually the accountability should be to the team you shouldn't especially if it's a message to the whole to a group of people don't alienate someone or point the finger at someone in particular and make them feel small 
make sure it's a it's a group collective accountability then if you're within the actual agile team then you can then have that oh it was your responsibility oh well i i ran out of time and stuff you can then have that discussion within the team because they're all peers and they're all looking after that accountability so it's making sure that the message is relevant to the the accountability that's a lot more, i guess things like eq like emotional intelligence come into play where you've got the awareness of the situation and and the correct way to approach those parts but um you know doing things out in the open being open and honest certainly are helpful and we would like to think that we when we invite people to give us feedback you know our listeners here that you're very welcome to give us feedback positive negative uh, anything would be would be great because we want to be producing content that people want to listen to we're accountable to our listeners aren't we we're accountable to you and we want to know that what we're doing is helping um we want to know that you know if we, if we said something you want to challenge us and what on maybe a discussion thing or something we've said that's important to us because we grow and we learn by being challenged if we just got away with everything in our lives we would get complacent lazy bored or just be plain wrong and telling a bunch of people wrong stuff that's useless quite frankly and probably detrimental so we do heartily encourage feedback please i guess no i guess actually that's that's a good point that's that's only you saying that now it really has sort of the light bulb was gone in my head kind of thinking that feedback is intrinsically linked to accountability there has to be that that link between doing something or saying you're going to do something getting that feedback and then actually working on that and and, and doing what you need to do it, it's it is a, it's definitely a it's a combination thing you kind of almost can't have one without the other in that respect well i guess on that note then is it time to call it a night thank you everyone for your discussion we hope you've enjoyed listening to our thoughts on accountability uh, if you have any stories of your own or any tips to to suggest on how to make accountability work within within your environment then then please feel free to reach out and, and let us know you can reach us uh, on our email at contact us at testingpeers.com or we are at testing peers on most of the socials facebook linkedin twitter instagram uh, we haven't quite got a racket yet but i'm sure that's probably in the pipeline at some point other than that thank you very much to saffron qa we're continuing to sponsor us thank you chris russell and david for again for your for your input tonight and we look forward to speaking to you again next time for now it's goodbye from the testing peers goodbye, goodbye.